You know, God surely handpicked Mary and Joseph to be Christ's earthly parents. And I believe that they had to be true hearts with great compassion and faith. And even with them, even with them, as special as they were, God made sure that they were engaged in the trials of the day. In fact, they had to fight for the survival of their new family. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. We got to do that again. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, that's much better. (laughs) Hey, a couple of nights ago, I was watching the show Nightline on television, and they had a correspondent from Israel try to recreate the journey of Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Did anyone else see this? Well, what was fascinating is that even though it's only 65 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it took them 15 hours to get there by car. And the reason was, if, if you try to take the route that Mary and Joseph took, you had to cross over the Jordan River several times, and therefore you had to deal with customs, and then there was like a whole lot of military checkpoints along the way. And I guess the point of the story was that it's still a difficult journey today, just like it was 2,000 years ago. Anyway, while I was watching this and seeing the rugged terrain that was there even today, I couldn't help but to marvel at the mystery of God's plan. Because as miraculous as the virgin birth is, and angels appearing and wise men following a star, there was also a serious dose of hardship present in Mary and Joseph's life. I mean, there was some tension, certainly, about from their family and their friends about Mary's pregnancy. And then there was this mandatory trip they had to make from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And it was a four-day trip at best. And they had one donkey, and then Mary, just a young girl, expecting her first child at any time. And it had to be all at once very uncomfortable and very scary and and, and nerve-wracking. You know, but we love how the story turns out. A humble delivery in a manger, the host of angels rejoicing, glory to God in the highest. But you know, one of the great things about the Word of God is that you can read the same story over and over And God can reveal new things to you again and again. Isn't that right? Well, as I was reading this, I could just see the situation a little clearer of what it was really like. And, you know, God surely handpicked Mary and Joseph to be Christ's earthly parents. And I believe that they had to be true hearts with great compassion and faith. And even with them, even with them, as special as they were, God made sure that they were engaged in the trials of the day. In fact, they had to fight for the survival of their new family. So when we go through difficult times, we just have to remember that God is still with us. 
He intends for us to have difficult times. If ever there was a couple who could have been exempt from trouble, it would have been Mary and Joseph. But they had to walk through the fire, just like you and me. And it just confirms that God sees our hardships as necessary for us to grow into the kind of people that he wants to fellowship with. So today is Christmas Eve. I hope you really enjoy today. And I hope you celebrate the real meaning of Christmas. And when you reflect on this past year, rejoice in your victories. Rejoice in your successes. And thank God for seeing you through your disappointments and your failures and your defeats. And just ask Him to teach you and make you stronger for them. And then as our journey continues on into this next year, let's make it our prayer to find our purpose and fulfill our destiny in Jesus Christ. Would you do that with me this morning? This has been a good year, hasn't it? Tune in to learn how to have an abundant life focused on God and His purpose for you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Well, I want you to know, I saw something very interesting this week. Because with everything going on in the world right now, I couldn't believe what was on the cover of Time magazine. Check this out. Can the car see this? It says there, does God want you to be rich? Now, you, you would think the cover this week could be something about the Israeli-Lebanon conflict or... The latest de- developments in Iraq or even Katie Couric's new job. <laughs> but apparently, the thing the world wants to know more than anything is does God want you to be rich? Well, the first thing I think we need to understand about this, and this is usually the case with any national magazine, is that the motivation behind this story is more about selling magazines than it is about answering that question. And the, and the second thing we need to uh, get before we delve into this question is that the word rich is a relative term. Because no matter how you measure what makes someone rich, by global standards, virtually everyone in here today, by nature of having a roof over their head, a bed to sleep in, and food to eat, is considered rich. Okay, stay with me. So now back to this question. Does God want you to be rich? The article in Time is about the growing movement of prosperity teaching from people like Joel Osteen or Creflo Dollar and others and how the mainstream Protestant leadership refutes the teaching. And in the article, they share a survey that reveals that 61% of all Christians believe that God wants them to be prosperous. Well, it occurred to me, having read this, that I've spoken to you several times lately about having a prosperity mentality. 
And so when I read this, I realize that it's easy to take what I say and lump it in with all these guys who, who I believe take the prosperity message to an unhealthy extreme. And it's important that we take this subject more serious because it's easy to get off tracks, get off the track where money is concerned. My, my old high school coach, he used to say when, whenever I'd get out of line, he'd say, Bollinger, you need to get your mind right. So I think that we need to get our minds right about this question. Does God want you to be rich? I believe that we, we have to first acknowledge that we don't know everything that God has on his mind. He has infinite wisdom and knowledge. And there's much mystery about God yet unknown to us. But what we can do is look to his word to find out about the subject of riches. So here's what we do know. We know that Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And we know that the word says, And you shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. And we know that when we give, we tap into a God principle. As noted in Malachi, that I've quoted you many times, where it says, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great you can't receive it all. And another one in Luke where it says, Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And we know that the book of Proverbs, it invokes much wisdom on managing your life and your money in order to prosper. And we know that the psalmist said, Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So we do have solid evidence that God is not against riches. And like an earthly father who knows he must teach his child to have discipline and to endure hardships in order to grow and to mature, he still gets pleasure when we succeed and he enjoys seeing us reap the benefits of success. But if we're to build our belief system about money on the, on the word of God, then we also have to heed all the warnings about riches provided by the Word. And through the Word, we also know some things. We know that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The Word says, it says some people, in the same scripture, some people eager for money have wandered from their faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And we know that no one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one or he'll love the other. The word says you can't serve God and money. And we know that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And we know that the Lord said, Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So you see, just like we have support from the word that God is okay with our prosperity... We also have plenty of evidence that having riches brings with it some of the greatest challenges for a Christian to overcome. So where does that leave us with this question? Does God want you to be rich? Well, we know God doesn't condemn anyone for having riches because it can come from many sources like working hard or like working smart or even inheritance. 
But he does give grave warnings to those who seek after riches more than God and who trust in riches more than God. And his desire for us and his test for us is to set our hearts on things above and not on things of this earth. There's an old saying that he who has little and wants less is richer than he who has much and wants more. Does God want you to be rich? Yes. But not necessarily now. We do know He wants you to be rich in spirit, overflowing with joy in the hope of tomorrow with Jesus Christ. We know He wants you to have a heart filled with gratitude and expectations for an abundant life. An abundant life that may or may not include earthly riches. Because God would rather you be focused on Him and His purpose for you than concerned about your financial status. Does God want you to be rich? Does God want you to be rich? Of course He does. He wants you to have everything. And that's why He's prepared a place for us that is so gloriously rich we can't even comprehend it. Whatever we could accumulate in this world is not even an afterthought by comparison. As a child of God, saved by grace, we're all going to be rich. It's just a matter of time. You see, there's no shacks in heaven, but there are lots of mansions. Did you know that generosity strengthens your faith? Stay tuned to hear how to tap into God's promises that have benefits beyond this life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. That I want to take a moment to share with you on the power of generosity. You know, I've been fortunate in my life to, to have had some very generous people around, and in, and in every case, and I'm sure you have too, but in every case, these are people who, who I admire and that uh, I want to be like. And Because of them, I've made it a point to notice and to study people who have the gift of generosity. And in studying the phenomenon of generosity, I've found that sometimes 
Even generous people don't know why they're generous or why it's such a good thing to be generous or why it's a big deal that they are generous. They just naturally tend to be that way. But did you know that there are lots of very good reasons why we should all be generous people? Now, first of all, generosity is defined several ways. Webster says it's the habit of giving. Others define it as a willingness to give. I found one definition that said it's a spirit of giving. But in all cases, generous people are consistent givers, not only with their money, not only with their money, but with their time and their talents. So why should we all be generous? Well, the first reason to be generous is because it emulates a characteristic of Jesus Christ. Who is more generous than Christ? Who has been more generous to you than Jesus Christ? The word says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. When Christ walked this earth and since he lives in us, no one ever gave of himself like he did. If we're serious about following Christ, we must learn to give of ourselves generously. And that's enough reason right there to be generous. But there's more. The next reason is because generosity defeats materialism in our own life. The word says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It also says that you can't serve both God and money. You see, God knows that man by himself will always struggle with temptations of material things. But by exercising generosity in our lives, we can overcome that. By placing the needs of others above our own desires, we come to know that the most important things in life are not things. And another reason is because generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. The word says your giving proves the reality of your faith. When we give generously, we know that we are tapping into principles and promises that God has for us. And that we will experience how they work in our life. And finally... Generous giving is an investment in today and eternity. Did you know that? The word gives us many references to how giving blesses us in our daily life. It says, give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. And the Apostle Paul said, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So generosity comes back to us in blessings. But what is more exciting than that is how generosity has benefits that go beyond this life. Our generosity doesn't determine how we get to heaven. Our acceptance of Christ who died for our sins does that. But the Lord said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The Lord wants us to develop a kingdom 
mentality. And he wants us to understand that our generous spirit is an investment in this life and the next. You know, when I was about 19 years old, I'd started my first business. And I messed up with my largest customer, who was a very wise and successful businessman. And I couldn't afford to fix the problem I created. It would essentially put me out of business. So I went to him and I told him I was sorry. And I couldn't fix it. But I would do anything he asked me to. He said, Bob, I know you can't fix the problem. And I'm going to take care of this for you. Because I believe you'll learn something from it. I never forgot that tremendous act of generosity to me. And what I learned was one of the greatest lessons of my life. You see, the power of generosity in our life doesn't have anything to do with what we give up of what we have. It's about how our life is enriched because of our generosity to others and what we can become by emulating the character of Christ in our daily life. Do you sometimes feel like the pressures of life have hindered your generous spirit? Do you say, I wish I could be more generous, but I just can't? If that's you, you're letting the enemy defeat you in this area of your life. I know the Lord will help you get your generous spirit breathing alive in your life again. We simply have to reach out to others with our time and our talent and with whatever resources we have. And when we do that, this generous spirit that's inspired by God will stir us and, and change us. And God will bless you in ways that you can not even imagine. And when we do that, I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. 
Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.